welcome back to the Creative Collective Podcast. I am your host, well, one of your co-hosts, actually, Tyron, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Tim. Welcome Hello. back, Tim. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. It's good, good to have you. It's yeah. Good. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into episode two. Let's get it. It's episode two. I can't believe it's episode two. It's amazing. What a, what a journey it's been so far. I'm really looking forward to this. All right. So episode two, uh, we were discussing it off air and we came up with a plan of what we wanted to chat about today. It is important. Uh, it's really important, especially if you are looking to get into the industry, either as a wedding photographer or a wedding videographer. It is what we do. So it's the thing that we know the most about. Not that we know everything about it. We don't. But uh, yeah, we want to be as helpful as possible. And if it's you and you are looking to get into the industry, this episode definitely is going to be for you. So the title of the episode is How to Build a Portfolio. And there are many facets to it, as we'll get into in, in detail. Um, and Tim, as you said, you know, you, you kind of briefly spoke about how you got into uh, how, how you got into shooting weddings initially um, in the previous episode. You you discussed that, and just g- give us give us an overview of, of what you, of how you started. Um, and I know you mentioned second shooting and what that looked like and, and the importance of it going you know going forward and, and setting the setting the base of, of your career. Yeah, thanks. Uh, as I said um, in episode one, hopefully you listened to it, I, I basically started off my journey as a second shooter. Um, it, I actually assisted on my first wedding where I, I did very little shooting because I just wanted to learn how the industry worked. Um, portfolio aside, I basically thought, how does a wedding day look and and can I can I actually shoot one? Because I didn't know. Obviously, I knew photography but I didn't know how a wedding day would look. So I assisted on a wedding and basically just learned the ropes. And then from there, I was asked back and um, she sort of said, pull out your camera, take some shots. And to be honest, I don't even know if she used the shots, but I did. And I basically, that's how I built a portfolio. Um, the, The person who hired me sort of asked me to come back week after week. And I basically built a whole portfolio in second shooting. And what was really nice about it is there was very little um, little pressure in second shooting. And that's what you also have to take in mind when building your portfolio. There are very important moments of a day. And you also have to be upfront when, you, when you're building a portfolio and second shooting for the first time. You can't sort of say, oh, I'm a very experienced second shooter and then they, they want specifics from you and you, you're actually not. And I've heard of that happening before. And where I'm an experienced shooter, I say, yeah, I'm an experienced second shooter as well. And I walk in and I shoot, mainly the second shooter takes care of the guys in the morning. They, they photograph the guys getting ready. Yeah. And obviously I can produce really good results on that because I've been doing this for a long time. But you sort of you when you get into it you have to be aware that that is an important part of the day and you have to do some research on it and realize what shots are important and uh that's build that's part of building your portfolio yeah um and then for the rest of it sort of the couple shoot you try and sort of involve yourself if you can and that's where i was very fortunate she would say come along on the couple shoot and and i probably took about 20 photos maybe during that couple shoot and that's how i build my portfolio i did it waiting at a time and i think must have shot about 15 weddings before I had a really good selection of couple shoot photos. And that's 
that's how I started looking at it is is focus on on the couple um and then that sort of built the initial side of my portfolio um and and that's what you need to take into consideration is is second shooting is really important for the main photographer and for the couple yeah but for you trying to build a portfolio you need to focus on on what you're going to be showing the next couple that's trying to book you um and we'll get into that into another episode is is how to book your first wedding but um basically starting off with with building a portfolio and second shooting is really important for that and you have to be very conscious of what you're photographing at the wedding i mean pre-drinks is really important and that's part of your portfolio you don't have to think when i started i thought okay if i have a couple of couples photos good looking couples i'll book weddings that's not the only thing that couples care about they want to see yeah. the pre-drinks and, and you give me a smile because <laughs> it is so important to that pre-drinks is part of the day couples yeah. want to see that as well and and that's one thing that when i was starting out i didn't take into consideration um that's part of the day and that's why i say i like to document the day yeah that's part of it that is part of the day is, is those pre-drinks and seeing their guests having a good time is really important to couples yeah definitely is yeah. definitely is Oh, that, that, that's perfect. Yeah, it gives it gives an idea of of, of the importance of, of second shooting. Um, yeah, just looking back at my own journey, I started shooting weddings. Well, I started second shooting. I think it was twenty ten or twenty eleven. I think was my was my first, and I didn't shoot too many. I didn't second shoot too many weddings uh, before I solo shot my own um, my own my own wedding booking. But looking back, I kind of wish I'd second shot more because mm-hmm. I think. I would have advanced quicker um, and I feel like I would have gotten better a lot faster than what I did. Um, you know, the, the learning and the advancing never, never stops. Yeah. But I think the process would have been helped by, you know, second shooting more. Mm. So even building a portfolio aside, second shooting is, it's an important thing because, you know, it gives you the opportunity to have, you know, that opportunity to shoot important parts of the day and not necessarily have the pressure of a main of a main shooter. Um, so yeah, in terms of second shooting, you know, you 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 kind of touched on not getting paid. Where like what where do you stand on the whole working for free versus working for reduced amounts versus, you know, full rates? Like what is your opinion on that? I know that that you that you've heard some some things recently on I think a podcast you mentioned. Yeah. Um, where do you stand on that? What what's your what's your take on it, really? Yeah, so I have a pretty unpopular opinion. Where uh, <laughs> I'm, I was really happy to shoot for free. Yeah, um, and that was to build a portfolio. As I said, my first wedding I shot. Well, I assisted on was completely free and and that was we were very um very transparent about it she said i'm not going to pay you you're coming to learn do your thing (laughs) learn and that's what i did and all it cost was a couple couple bucks in in petrol and and i got to learn how a wedding day worked obviously all wedding days are different but i got the basis of of just that one um so i've always had this idea that if you're starting out be willing to work for free. I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying be willing to do it. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, I, I haven't had to do it in a long time. But 
I was willing to do it when I moved here. Um, I was willing to second shoot for free. I was willing to do a couple shoot for free. And you know what? Ironically, even now, I would do a couple shoot for free if if I wanted a certain type. Um, and we'll we'll get on to onto the next topic. But basically, if I wanted to to go into another side of wedding weddings, i.e., elopements, which we'll get onto, mm. I would ask a couple who wants a free photo shoot and give them a address, hire a dress, hire a suit and go do an elopement style shoot. And I'd do it all for free. And I'd be happy doing that because that is where I see the value in it is, is having a portfolio in something. A portfolio, does, you don't have to be paid to produce that. You, yeah. you can take that on as a marketing cost and you can say, oh, this is advertising cost to, to, to go further. It's not necessarily, um, I don't have to be paid for it. I don't mind not being paid for things if I want to learn to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we, we watch YouTube because we're learning stuff for free. Yep. I mean, I went to university to study photography and I would say, I did it for two years. I'd say that second year was, was a waste of money. And I, I paid to learn that. Now, now I'm one of my, I'm not getting paid and, and should I be unhappy? I'm not. I don't mind yeah. not paying to learn something new. It's, exactly. It's that's why that's my mentality behind it is I'm learning to do something and what I might be paying is is a rental dress and some petrol. Yeah. And the couples most couples are really happy to do it for free themselves. They're just like, "Oh, we'll find a time to do it." And you work around that. Yeah. Um and that's basically how also how I built a portfolio. I <laughs> I got my mom involved, my mom and stepdad. I put them in a wedding dress and a suit and took them out to a beach once and <laughs> took a couple of photos and I used that as a portfolio. And you know what? I got bookings from it. So, That's amazing. Um, wow. Use what's there, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... I like I like how you touched on um, something a short while ago there and I think we can call it being selective on what you yeah. want to shoot. And that kind of segues into what I want to maybe touch on a little bit but being selective is it's extremely important like i look back on how i started and and the weddings that i second shot and they were all so different you know um there was the big kind of traditional south african weddings where there's a lot of people and it's it's a busy day but then there were you know like just more intimate weddings, you know, where it was just, just a couple of people or whatever the case may, may be. And, you know, it was, I, I felt like it, it was good to get an idea of what I wanted to shoot, but I feel like if I'd been more selective earlier on, I could have, again, it comes back to, I feel like I could have advanced quicker. Yeah. Um, and that, that all kind of just circles back to how important it is to second shoot, how important it is to not, to basically be a proactive second shooter, you know, be mindful of what you're doing, what you're shooting, what weddings that you're, that you're going for. Um, you know, depending on, on your situation, you might want to take every booking that you can get. If, if, if it is a second shooting gig, you might want to just take it for the sake of income. Mm. And that's completely understandable. But if you are in a position where you want to learn, where you, where you want to establish yourself, where you want to build a portfolio that's going to get you, bookings in the long run that's going to get you established in the industry you know you, you need to be selective you need to take that initiative and be like i want to shoot this this type of wedding whether it's 
a big ballroom wedding or an elopement or whatever the case may be, you know, you need to take the bull by the horns and just decide what you want to do. And again, that does come with experience. You're not going to, you're not going to know straight away what you enjoy. Yeah. But the more you second shoot, the, the greater the opportunities you'll have to shoot a variety of different things. And from there you'll establish yourself and be like, okay, I want to go in this direction or I want to go in that, in that direction. And you might want to go in multiple directions and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's also fine. Um, I know myself, like I, especially, you know, during COVID, like everyone was shooting intimate weddings and elopements because that's all we could shoot. Um, whereas now, you know, we, we shoot weddings of 200, 250, 300 people and it's normal. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. It, it's something that, that you should focus on. Be selective. Don't just take every, every booking that you can get. Um, again, if it is, if it is down to income and you, and you need to, to make ends meet, definitely, you know, be, be mindful of that. And, and you might be less selective in, in that instance, but you know, if you have the ability to be selective, be selective with the weddings that you take on, because you know, the quick, the, the better the weddings, the better the images, the better your portfolio and the quicker that you can actually get established in your own, in your own business and get your own, get your own bookings and under your belt. Yeah. And um, with that, <clears throat> when you say be selective, I'm thinking more on a, on the niche side. Yeah. Say for, for, for example, you want to go more into elopements. How many people that you know do elopements have a second shooter? Not that many. Yeah. And now just to circle back for the working for free, if you've never shot an elopement, how are you going to know how to shoot one? Yeah. Sort of approach elopement photographers. The way I've reached out to people Instagram and Facebook, it's it sounds silly, but those those are ways of networking. And the amount of people I've spoken to on Instagram and they've been like, Oh yeah, I'll come second shoot for me. And and that just worked out in a way. I mean, that's basically how we met was a Facebook message. Yeah. Um and so so um obviously if if you need ends meet, you you take whatever second shooting gig you can get. Yeah. But back on the the working for free is if you don't know how to shoot an elopement and you want to be an elopement photographer in the end, be willing to just tag along with someone. Just yeah. say, oh, can I get a lift with you? Then you're not spending petrol. All you're doing is is getting a lift with someone and your time. That's all you're spending is your time. Yeah. And if your time is to learn how to do something, that's fine. Just we take it as 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 working for free and that's a bad thing. It's not. It's rarely chilled. Yeah. Um, be willing to learn something for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah look, I, I can't remember if, if I've ever truly worked for free. Like I've, I've done wedding giveaways and stuff, but I know now that if there was something that I wanted to do, and this is coming from someone who's been a photographer now for, or a wedding photographer now for 12 years, almost 13 years, um, and I've shot hundreds of weddings, I still second shoot. Mm. And the reason, one of the reasons I still second shoot is because it gives me the opportunity to, learn from someone else and potentially depending on what kind of booking it is gives me the opportunity to maybe shoot something that i haven't shot before yeah or in a location i haven't shot before yeah that's a big one or a venue or whatever the case may be even even a different culture mm. you know like like different cultures have different types of weddings and if you want to shoot a certain culture's wedding and you, in, in, you really want to be in, into that and, and get into that in your in your own business second shoot yeah you know like 
if you invest time in this business, it's going to pay off in the long run, 110%. Mm. There is no denying that. Whether it's investing time to learn, whether it's investing time to, you know, just help others or whatever the case may be. Like if you invest time in this business, it is a recipe for success. Mm. Um, and, and if that's free time, do it for free. Yeah. Like, and don't think of anything as a waste. Don't think, oh, I've wasted my time. You've learned something, even if it's gone bad. We shot weddings where we were like, oh, I wish I never went out there. That was such a waste. We yeah. learn from it. We learn, yeah. okay, that wedding wasn't for us. Yeah. I mean, it happens. And and we learn from it. We took something away from it. We weren't. We didn't think, oh, that was silly, which wish we didn't do that. We learned something new from doing that. And and all we lost was a bit of time. And just talking to people, even talking to each other. We learn from each other from that. It's not a waste of time getting on the phone and chatting with someone if you just want to know something. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I suppose we can get on to what is probably going to be our last point today, mm. but we can expand if we if we need to. The importance of showing what you want to shoot. Like yeah. I've heard this time and time again from so many different people in so many different workshops in you know youtube videos whatever the case may be everyone says it what what does that mean to you like what is your what is your take on showing what you want to shoot yeah so basically how i take it is when you're presenting your portfolio whether it be on your website your instagram page they're all types of portfolios your facebook page instagram website again they're all they all look different but they are all your portfolio yeah. in a different way yeah. and basically throughout those you want to show the same sort of wedding or or work um yeah. i can't think of the word sort of the same type so if you're an elopement photographer you don't want to show a ballroom wedding you yeah. don't want to show a big church wedding that with 200 people because then people are going to think oh that's what you do that's what we're going to book you for. But you're exactly. thinking, oh, why can't I get more elopement bookings? Well, the reason is you're sh you're not showing that you're an elopement photographer. We show that we shoot with a lot of people and document the whole day because that's what we do yeah. and that's what we love. So, and we love a good couple shoot. So we present a lot of a lot of very creative portfolio pieces with couples. There's no such thing as too much of a couple shoot in your <laughs> portfolio. <laughs> Definitely not. not definitely not but you also want to show that you document the whole day so pre-drinks is an important one reception's an important one um and you sort of show exactly what you want to shoot and that's what people will book you for um don't only have elopement with mountains in the background if you don't live anywhere near a mountain people are going to think yeah. oh i mean a lot of my photos when i arrived here a lot of sunset photos yeah uh, south africa has beautiful sunsets and the sunsets at a reasonable hour <laughs> not yeah. not 11 o'clock at night and not three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> it's generally around six or seven no matter when summer or winter yeah. and we get really good sunsets so when i moved here people are like oh those are great photos and then slowly but surely i've phased that out of my portfolio and i'm showing more of what i can do with with a cloudy moody sky because yeah. that's what it is here yeah. um people need to know they're not going to get a beautiful sunset even though that's the portfolio I arrived with. Yeah. And so now I've slowly had to show that's not what I do and phase that out and still getting bookings through it. So it's, it, you just have to exactly what we say, shoot, show what you want to shoot. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I, I think like just going back over my own kind of time in, in the industry is that not showing what you want to shoot, I think is is gonna to lead to burnout. It's gonna it's gonna to lead to you not necessarily enjoying what you what you're mm. doing. If you are if you don't enjoy big ballroom weddings or big church weddings or whatever the case may be, and that's all you're shooting, you're only gonna be able to do that for a certain amount of time yeah. before you're like, that's enough. And unfortunately if you're not if you're not taking the ball by the horns and getting yourself out there and you know, say you want to shoot elopements, if you're not going and shooting elopements and you're not volunteering your time, volunteering your efforts um, you know, buying an elopement photographer a coffee and being like, hey, can we meet? And yeah. I just want to pick your brain about something. I really want to get into it. And obviously, you know, you don't want to, you don't want a transactional relationship with photographers either or, or videographers even for that matter. But, you know, if, you, if you're if you not proactive, you're going to get stuck in something. Yeah. And that's, that's going to lead to, it's going to lead to burnout. It's going to, it's going to lead to you not feeling fulfilled in what you're doing. And ultimately, if, if that's the case, you're not going to be producing good stuff. So the, the writing will be on the wall for your business, you know, yeah. not just your your passion and your and your creative and your creativity. It could be really really detrimental to your business yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if 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 there's something that you want to shoot, only show what you want to shoot. And if you don't have it in your portfolio, volunteer your time, volunteer your time, volunteer your efforts, network, get get yourself out there. Get yourself onto as many Facebook groups as possible, all that good stuff, because it's going to make the world of difference in terms of getting you to shoot what what you enjoy. Yeah, you know? and that's and building the portfolio in the process, which then, as we as we spoke earlier, is going to lead us into episode three mm. on how to book your first wedding. Because if you have the, the 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 backing and you've got the portfolio, then you're only going to book what you want to shoot what mm. you want what you actually want to shoot yourself and that's the important thing with with episode three is that it's how to book your first wedding it's not how to book your first second shooting gig it's not how to book your first assisting gig it's how to book your first wedding and that's you know like a lot of people look back on their first wedding and they're like i hated it yeah i absolutely hated it like i can't look at the images they're terrible like i look back on mine i think i actually shot it in jpeg oh which is horrendous <laughs> but like if I had done it the proper way, I could potentially look back at that wedding now and be like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think having that ability to to look back on your first wedding and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm still proud of that, you know, 10 years later, whatever the case may be, that 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 speaks a lot yeah. on how how your time in this industry is gonna, gonna be spent. And yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's pretty much that. So Just to paint one more story for you. Yeah. Um, just tying all of these together. Say, for example, you want to be a destination wedding, yeah, wedding photographer or videographer. If you happen to go on holiday, mm. let's say go to Bali, it's a popular destination. Try and sort of go on Facebook, find groups where you can find a couple that wants to do a free shoot. Rent a dress. Yeah. Now what you've done, you've got a couple, you've got a portfolio, and you've got a destination, and you tag those on Facebook, Instagram, your website. You say Bali wedding couple and and then you've built a portfolio for almost nothing make a part of your trip don't be like oh i wish i was a destination photographer but i only stay in this country make a plan yeah make a plan and and just sort of build a portfolio around what you want it to be and and you just got to go and make it happen 
and it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Just if you're doing something, if you want mountains and you're driving through a certain place that has mountains, go take a self-portrait or something and be like, look at these beautiful mountains. Maybe yeah. a couple will see it and they'll be like, let's take a shoot there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, you know, even if you're, say you're not going on holiday somewhere, but there's somewhere in particular that you want to shoot, just you know, keep your ear to the ground in terms of what's actually available in terms of workshops. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to be doing a workshop in, I think it's Feb, and it's going to be in in Utah, oh, and lovely. I can't freaking wait mm-hmm. because it's it's somewhere I've never shot before. I'd love to shoot weddings in America, um, and it's it's a good opportunity to you know to to build a portfolio there. Obviously, you can't work if if you're not a if you're not a citizen and or you don't have your green card and stuff like that. That's a whole different can of worms. So. We can maybe touch on that in, in a later episode, but um, you know, if you, if you're not necessarily going on holiday somewhere, but you do have the ability to do a workshop, it doesn't even need to be abroad. You know, we yeah. could either of us could could book a a workshop in a beach on a beach in Cork, and it would be potentially different to what either of us have ever shot before, yeah. but it would be beneficial to our portfolio because it's different and it's maybe something that we want to move into. Yeah. And and that that's important. You know, you need to be you need to be proactive. You need to take the bull by the horns and you know, go out there and ultimately show what you want to shoot and shoot what you want to shoot. Mm. And and just and just go from there. Yeah. So um shoot what you want to shoot, show what you want to shoot. That's it. That's it. That's it's a key to happiness right that's there. It's, it, key, right it's, there. A, it's a key to a very long career in yeah. in photography and videography because as i said earlier if, if you don't have that if you if you're not shooting what you enjoy if you're not doing what you enjoy you're you're going to burn out at an alarming rate and it's not going to be fun for anyone mm. and it's certainly not going to be fun for your couples and that that's that needs to be the center focus of what we do is is our couples yeah so um on that note shall we shall we finish this up again thank you very much for for listening tim thank yeah. you for being an amazing co-host. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure as always. But um, yeah, just a reminder for those of you um, who are listening and potentially even watching, we do have a Facebook community that we're, that we're growing at the moment. It is still in its in its infancy. It is the Creative Collective. Um, it's a Facebook group and it's designed for creative creative individuals. So photographers, videographers, drone pilots. Drone pilots. Yeah, we actually we can actually do with more drone pilots. I think there is actually a really good drone pilot on that group. Yeah. Um, you or someone else? No, no, no. no. <laughs> no that, I would not use the, the the word good to describe my drone flying abilities. But um, yeah, if if you're if you are if you are a creative, so if you're a photographer, videographer, drone pilot, and you want to learn from others, you want to network. If you want to just just take your take your work to the next level or help someone else take their work to give the advice get advice exactly either that that group is perfect for you and and we really want to grow it so if you're listening to the podcast if you're watching on youtube please 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 uh, join the group um it's a great bunch of people on there we're we're active and we'd love to have you there and if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform be that spotify or apple Podcasts, whatever the case may be we'd love if you uh, left us a uh, star review or a star rating whatever the case may be um just to let us know if you if you do appreciate what we're doing um it would be really really appreciated um 
And uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it until the uh, until the next episode, episode three, and it will be uh, how to shoot, uh, how to book your first wedding. So I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be a fun episode, and there'll be some some nuggets of wisdom in there, I'm sure. Yeah. So until then, have a good one, and we'll uh, see you there. See you then.